0: The thought I have to you this morning is this, the will to do and the doing, say it with me, the will to do, the will and, to do. And, the doing. and the doing, amen. Paul writes to the Philippians in the first chapter preceding chapter letting, reminding them of what Jesus did. How that he was uh, humbled himself and became a servant. And was obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. But the Father raised him up again. And exalted him above all, and gave Him a name above every name in heaven and earth, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Amen. And every tongue will confess that He is. Believe you me. Every soul upon this earth, on planet earth, We'll confess. And boy, that's going to be one day. Oh, Amen. You know what that means? That means that all religions of the earth, all of the names and all of the religions of the earth, shall pass before them, melt away, will seem nothing, will seem Nothing. When they see Jesus, Hallelujah. Verse twelve. Wherefore, that little word, wherefore. means he is referring to what he just said. He's referring back because of what he has just written about Christ who was humbled and became a servant and died and rose again and has been exalted above all. Hallelujah. Therefore, And that little word there therefore means so then. Amen. So then." somebody says, "Well, why am I, why am I like I am as a Christian? Why am I a Christian? Because of Jesus. Amen. If this happened to Christ, which it did, well, so then. <laughs> so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we as kids, we used to argue back and forth with that little word. So, so, no. so, 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 you know. So, so a button on your underwear. <laughs> so, so. Remember saying that when you was a kid? Whatever that means, I don't know. Paul is saying, because of what Christ has done, because of His humiliation and His exaltation. Therefore. Therefore. Let me tell you something this morning, saints. We're in this for Christ. We're in this for God because of what Christ has done. Not because of anything about ourselves about our lives, about our children, about our parents, about our life, about anything but about Jesus. You have no excuse as a Christian to say, I can't serve God. You can because of Christ. You have no excuse to say, I don't know if I can make it or not and I'm having a hard time here. Paul says, therefore, so then, Hallelujah. He's giving us a resolve. If Jesus has done this, I will. If Christ has come and done what He's done, then I shall do and serve and obey Him. And trust Him. And live for Him. This is, not, this is not because of what we can accomplish in ourselves. It's because of what He has accomplished for us. The church today needs to realize that. It's what He has accomplished for us is the reason why we can go on. The reason why you can stand up when you've been knocked down is because Jesus was knocked down and he raised back up again. The reason when life is so hard and comes against you so hard and overwhelms you, you can get back up because Christ has been risen from the dead. And that's the only reason. If he's not risen from the dead, you're overwhelmed. If Christ has not risen sitting at the right hand of God today, you are you a are sunk duck this morning. But because of him. So that gives us courage. Hallelujah. That gives me a reason to go on. That gives me a reason to stand up out of the ashes and the dust and stand upon my feet before God and believe and trust God. My faith is based upon what God did in Christ. My life is based upon what God did in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So that gives me courage. Hallelujah. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only. But now much more in my absence. Paul was saying, look, a lot of folks act like they can't serve. They, you know, It's easy for them to serve God and obey when the pastor's around, when the pastor's gone. Right. You know, when the cat's gone, the mouse will play. Paul says, No. Just because I'm not around. I'm glad to know that I don't have to be around to know that you love and serve God. Paul is is excited in himself to know that, that what is happening in the world is a work of God, not a work of Paul. He's excited to know, and every preacher of God should also be excited to know that what, what's happening is not what he's doing, but what God is doing. Amen. Whatever happens in the church, at the God's church, the, Lord's, it, the Lord is doing it. If he's not doing it, then it ain't, it ain't worth nothing. It's not any good. You can have a house full of people, and the Lord's not working in there, it ain't no good. You're just, just, just going through a, a, for, a formalism. You're just, you just, you just, you know, just coming together, and and there's nothing really, there's nothing really uh, transforming, trans, transpiring there. But when God is working, Hallelujah! I said, when God is working. Now, if somebody's missing, I miss them. If somebody's not here, I miss them in my heart. But God is still here. <laughs> Sometimes we go to church and get discouraged and so-and-so's not there. If the preacher's not there, if a particular individual's not there, well, I don't want to go tonight, so-and-so ain't going to be there. I don't gotta... We say we get discouraged. Well, don't be discouraged. That's right. Just because you love them and you miss them, don't let that hinder what God wants to do for you when you come together. Amen? Amen? Amen. So Paul is realizing when you come together, I'm not there, but I'm glad to know you're still serving God. I'm glad to know that what you have is something genuine and real and God is really doing a work in your heart and in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So you don't need, you don't need Paul around all the time to, to observe everything they're doing. Make sure everything's absolutely you know, right and the overseer and, and making sure and, and making the list and checking it twice. You want to find See, out right. if we're naughty or nice? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah? Say, yes. look, praise God. God is with you. God, you're working with God here. Mm-hmm. You're with God now. It's not just me and you, it's me, you, and God. Yes. We are workers together with Him. Yes. Amen. Hello? Every one of you this morning are workers together with God amen. as long as, as well as with one another you're workers together with God hallelujah you're and you're answerable you're answerable mm-hmm. to God mm-hmm. amen amen, amen. The pastor may not always be there looking, watching over you, and seeing what you're doing, but God is always there watching you. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. The people you love may not always be around you. And they may this, and you might be discouraged by that. When someone dies in our family and they leave and go, go, away, go away from us and go to be with the Lord, we miss them dearly. We miss them. You know, we, we grieve and we sorrow. But we know that God is still there. And only God can comfort us that way. Nothing else will do. Some people that don't know God, when someone they love dearly dies, may go out and commit suicide. Some people lose their minds. Some people lose their lives. They don't know what to do with themselves. They lose out on everything in life when someone they love dearly passes on. But those who know and believe God know the comfort that only God can give. To fill in that void and that emptiness that He can do. Why? Because He's told us. Hallelujah. He has told us what He has said in His Word. And His Word comforts us Amen. And supports us and girds us up and reinforces us and strengthens us. Amen. To the point where, praise God, that his love and his peace fills in that void that's there. Amen. Amen. And not only does it fill the void in, but it satisfies. There's, there's nothing more satisfying than the love of a loved one. Amen. Right? You love somebody, you love your wife, your children, your, your husband. You love somebody, that, that's, that's the greatest thing to love. But when that's taken away from you, the only one that can feel that and, and satisfy is God's love. God's love. Hallelujah. So he's saying, look, I'm glad to know that not in my presence only, but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. He didn't say work for it. You have been given salvation freely by the grace of God. It's yours. You have it. You've been given a gift, a package. And it comes with instructions. That book right there you're holding. Now he says, work it out. Work it out. What does that mean? We have everything that we need From God. To do everything that God wants us to do. He says now, follow the instructions. Work it out. Don't leave it in the box sitting in the corner. Get it out of the box. Open it up. Get out the instructions. And start putting that thing together. It's yours. But what are you going to do with it? What are we going to do with what God has given to us? The Bible says that that He gave us things to enjoy. He gave us those things to enjoy. So he says, look, I've told, you what, I've told you what Christ has done. i told you what you have in Christ. Now you have this free gift of God. But there are things that I want you to do to work this, to exercise this gift that I've given you. I want you to learn how to burn with fire. I want you to be a light. I want you to get involved with me and in the things of God. I want you to set your mind and your heart upon me. I want you to read my word and hear what I said to you. The things that I delight for you to do. I want you to hear thus saith the Lord. So that you'll know what it is that I have in mind for your life. Because your life will be blessed abundantly and overwhelmingly with joy and peace and gladness and love. If you'll listen to what I say. Hallelujah. If we're not listening to what he's saying, if we're not reading instructions, we're going to sit by, idly by, and let life pass us by. We're going to be miserable, unfulfilled, feel like we have no purpose. and Why am I here? A Christian should never, ever say, Lord, why am I here? Because when you really get your heart and mind upon the Lord and you begin to follow him and listen to him, you'll know why you're here. You may not know everything, but every day of your life, you learn and you grow in the things and the knowledge of God, and He shows you what you want to. He wants you to do in your lifetime. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Work out your own salvation. Make it work. That doesn't mean you got to help God save you. He's talking about what James is talking about. Show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. Work it out. Praise God. Get down and pray and seek God. If you're a preacher, preach. Praise God. Preach like John the Baptist. (laughs) If you're a minister, minister the ability that God gives to you. When you give, do it with all diligence, sincerity. Whatever it is you do, do it with all of your might, with all of your heart. Put yourself into it and begin to work that salvation. Begin to work that gift that God has put in your life. Don't let it sit idly by. When God called Noah and he said, "Noah, I'm upset." The world has become crazy. Man has lost it. He's come corrupt. And I'm sorry I made him. That's what God said. He repented. But he made man. He said, I'm going to bring a flood upon the earth. But I found you Above all men of the earth, be righteous before me. What does that mean that he was righteous? Because nobody's righteous. Nobody's good. Why was Noah righteous? I tell you, believe. I believe why he was righteous. Because he believed God. He believed the prophets. He believed in the coming of the Messiah. He believed God and he acted like he believed. If you believe God, you're going to act like you believe God. If you believe God, you're going to live like you believe God. You're not going to live like the rest of the world. If you believe God, you're going to live for God. Not live for yourself. That's what the whole world was doing. They were just living for their own lust, their own pleasure. But here's a man living for God because he believes God. He fears God. He knows God is true. And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now what does that mean? Well, he's a righteous man. He says, you're you're the one I picked. You're you're him. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, Lord, you go ahead and do it. And said, I'll live by as the Lord brought the flood. He said, no, there's something you're going to do here. What he wanted to do. How many knows what the Lord wanted Noah to do? (laughs) I hope you do. (laughs) He built that ark. Did you know that ark was four and a half, five stories high? About 450, 500 foot long. About 75 feet wide. That was a huge undertaking. Noah didn't sit idly by. The Bible said he was 500 years old when he had Sam, Ham, and Japheth. (laughs) 500 years old. And I believe the scripture tells us that when he was 600 years old, the flood of waters was upon the earth. So somewhere in between 500 and 600 years old, he had his sons and they built the ark in that period of time. But that's a long time. If his sons were 50 years old, that would still give them 50 years to build the ark. That's a long time to be working on one project. 50 years If his sons were 20 years old or 25, that would be 75 years he worked on the ark. But between 500 and 600 years old, he had his sons and they built the ark in that time. But he was working out his salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible says by faith... Can we read it to you? Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 7. By faith, Noah. Somebody says faith, by faith, Noah. This is the faith chapter, right? By faith, Faith. Noah. Being warned of God. of things not seen as yet moved with fear moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of the house of his house by the which he condemned the world And became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith he moved with fear. Now that word fear there really means reverence. Respect. Being circumspect. How many know what being circumspect means? It means to being careful to consider all the circumstances and the possible consequences. That's yes, that. That's what you do when you run into a snake. <laughs> if you're walking out in the woods and you run across a snake, you'd be real circumspect because you you know you you respect that snake's ability to be able to get you if you mess with him. So you back off and you leave him alone. Amen. You respect <laughs> you respect his ability to be able to do what you know he can do it's the same idea we respect God's ability to do what he said he would do just like that no well no I don't know if God I know God said it but I'd be like saying I know that snake can bite you but well, go ahead. Walk over there and mess around with that snake. See what happens. If God said it, and you know this God, and you believe what God says, beyond a shadow of a doubt, well, if God said it, I respect His power. I respect His ability. I respect His word. I respect to know that He'll do exactly as He says. Amen. And if I don't do what he tells me to do, I'm going to be in trouble. So he considered all the circumstances and the consequences of his actions. You know what? I think I'll build the ark. (laughs) I think I'll do exactly as God told me to do. So he moved with fear. He moved with reverence for God. Praise God. The Bible says you do the same thing in your life as a Christian. You move at the word of God because you respect God and you know that what He says is true and He'll do exactly what He says He'll do in your life. A lot of people act like they don't believe what God said, so they don't move, they don't do anything. They're not going to act upon God's word. They're just going to sit down and squat down and say, Oh, I believe, but you're not acting upon what you say. You're not acting upon your faith. The Bible says, work it out. Act upon what you believe in your heart. That's what keeps you going. God gives you incentive. He gives you incentive to get up and move and go. Hallelujah. And this is true every day of your life. Every moment of our lives, God is telling us, work it out. Work with me. Now. Now. Paul goes on to say this. And I love this next verse. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. All right, let me put it this way. It's a chief verse of doctrine. and a foundation, foundational truth here. The whole Word of God is a foundation, but what I'm saying is as far as doctrine is concerned, this is, this is, one, this is one great point that he makes. For it is God which works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Hallelujah. Somebody might have said, "Noah, why are you building that ark? Man, something's moving me. It ain't me doing it, God's doing it. He believed God so much and he was with God so much and worked with God so close that he believed everything he was doing was God working through him. For it is God working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Whenever God tells us to do something, He gives us the strength and the courage and the power and the will to do it. Because in yourself, in your wicked, selfish, sinful self, you won't do nothing that God says. But if you love him, his spirit within you begins to drive you and work on you. Praise God and the Holy Spirit begins to fill you with the strength of God. And the will of God begins to be, uh, begin to happen in your life. Hallelujah. 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 When you believe God, you begin to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Only a changed heart can say that. Amen. That's not the words of a sinner. That's not the word of somebody that doesn't know God. That's the word of somebody that believes God. Amen. That's the words of a man upon whom the Spirit of God is working. Amen. Not my will, but yours. It is God that's working in you. God is working in you. Hallelujah. Paul realized you don't need me around. You've got God working in you. Hallelujah. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a minister. you got the Holy Spirit. The day is coming. Praise God. The Bible says when you no longer don't need anybody to teach you anything, the Holy Ghost is going to teach you everything you need to know. The anointing that abides in you teaches you what you need to know. Well, Brother So-and-so said this. And brother so-and-so said that. You stand before God one day and you're going to stand at the judgment bar and you're going to look at him and say, well, Lord, so-and-so told me that. You think the Lord's going to uh, turn and look at that guy you're pointing to and say, did you tell him that? The Holy Spirit that God gives is worth why do you think Jesus sent him down here? Why do you think God sent him down here on the day of Pentecost? He said when he comes, he's gonna lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen. Hallelujah. He's gonna testify of me and bring to your remembrance everything that I've told you. And he's gonna also show you things to come, things that you're not ready for. You're not ready to receive from me yet. But when he comes, you're gonna receive many things he has to say to you. Amen. Because, 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 because He's going to take from mine and He's going to give it to you. And what the Father gives to me, I'm going to give to you. Hallelujah! What do I need? You need Jesus. What do I need? You need the Spirit of God. What do I need? You need to believe God and know that God is with you. You know, we come we come to church and we pray, uh, beg for people to pray for it. Pray for me, pray for me, we'll pray for you. But what you need is Jesus in your heart. Yes. What you need is to believe what he says. Yes. With fear and trembling, reverential fear, respect. I know that what God says is true. And because what God said is true, that gives me power. That gives me strength. That gives me the ability to walk and talk and act and do what God wanted me to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is risen from the dead. So don't act like a dead man. Act like a live man. Hallelujah. You're not dead. You're alive. Hallelujah. You know, I used to get up and preach when I was young and say, oh, aren't you bunch much of dead hypocrite. <laughs> The Bible says, we have died with Him, but He's risen again. Hello. The Bible says, we're no longer in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If the Spirit of Christ is in our hearts, is He in your heart? Then you have nothing to be afraid of. Is He in your heart? then you can tackle the job that is set before you. Is he in your heart? Then you can run the race. Hallelujah. Is he in your heart? Then you can get into the battle, into the front line, and whip that devil. If he's in your heart, you have nothing to fear in life. Nothing in life. No matter what comes your way in life, you have nothing to fear. Tackle that thing. Get a hold of that get a hold of the word of God. Get on your knees and pray and seek God. Pray with fervency. Pray with faith. Pray before God. Pray until the, well, the, the, the bells of heaven begin to ring. Amen. We used to sing a song long years ago. Prayer bells of heaven Oh, how sweetly they ring. Bearing the message unto Jesus our King. When you are burdened down in trouble with care, ring on and on for God will answer your prayer. Amen. (laughs) We used to sing that church years ago when I was a kid. Get on your knees and ring that bell. Hallelujah. Work it out. Praise God. If you're going to be a witness for Jesus, then get on fire with his word in your heart. Get that love burning in your heart and be a great witness for Christ. Hallelujah. If you're going to be a preacher. Preach with all your mouth. You're going to be a teacher. Get in and learn the Word of God and teach others how to follow Christ. Be the best teacher that you can be. Be the best witness you can be. Be the best singer that you can possibly be. The best musician. The best saint. Be excellent in all that you do. Work out. Work it out. Get down into it, man. Get down and get with it. Get with God. Get with Jesus. Get with the Holy Ghost and let God transform your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your mind off of this world and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, therefore, praise God. Praise God. So then. Amen. Praise God. Every time you get discouraged, look at Jesus. Anytime you feel like falling by the way, remember what Jesus did. Every time you go along down down life's way and trouble comes your way, you don't know what to do next. Remember what Jesus did up so then jesus gives you the power and the strength to go on you have no excuse to fall along the wayside and quit or give up or stop you have every reason to go on god gives you every reason he gives you the power the strength and the ability to go on so get up from where you are stand to your feet and go on with jesus Hallelujah. Don't don't look at don't look at the instruction and scratch your head and say, Hmm. Oh, I can't figure this one out. I remember getting toys for our kids at Christmas time and, you know, some some complicated thing that you had to pick up. I mean if you picked up the instructions, looked at it and said, Hmm. Oh. Yeah, he had he had to come over and help me show me what to do. <laughs> These kids nowadays, you know. But the instructions is all there. Follow it A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four. Just follow it right down the line, and you'll put it together right. If you get ahead of it, if you put if you put three for two, or five for four, or or six for one, you're going to be messed up. Keep everything in perspective, everything in line. Work it out. What should I do? That's the first thing you do. Number one is if you don't know what to do, get on your knees and say, God, what do you want me to do? What can I do? That's number one. Get out and pray. Hello. Hallelujah. I would say that's a good number one. Maybe a good number two is get in that Bible and read, really see what God says. And then go back to number one again. <laughs> Because, you know, it's always good to recheck your work. It's always good to go back and look and say, well, let me see. Did I do this right? (laughs) Pray and seek God. Know what He says. Hallelujah. Get in line with God. Get in there with God. And you'll find praise God. You'll find the joy of living that you've never known. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When people come to church, they ought to be the same way. We come to church. What do we come to church for? Just to look at each other. No, we're not really. We, I, we want to look at one another and see how pretty we are and you know, what kind of clothes we're wearing. We smell good if we sweat a lot. You know, it's pretty embarrassing me up here and preach when sweating like that. That's okay, I'm going to preach anyhow. I can't help but it's the way God made me. I sweat like a horse, but that's okay. Maybe Jesus sweated like a horse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus wasn't the gentle, easy speaking fellow all the time. He must have got up and really hollered and screamed a few times when he was preaching. Right. You know, he was from Judea. He was one of them southern boys. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. But man, Hallelujah. It's not just what we do in church. But when we come to church, we come here... We come here to receive encouragement and strength to worship, to turn loose, as we might say. You know, You know, we come to church to take our shoes off and stay a while. That's right. We come to church to, to relax from, 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 the, from the past week's turmoil and strides and trouble and the humdrum of life. We come to church on Sunday to kind of relax and, and get involved and get in the Spirit. Praise God and let the Lord bless us and, and, and refresh us in the Spirit. God wants us to be that way all the time with Him. Just let the Lord refresh you. Get with it. Hallelujah. Get in it. And be refreshed in the Lord. In your life. You don't have to, you don't have to do without. You can settle, you can settle for that. But you can, you, can, you can settle to have all that God wants you to have in life. And do what He wants you to do in your life for Him. If you're happy the way you are, then stay that way. If you want to move on, you can move on. It all depends on, Paul says, look, we're running a race. And a fellow that's running a race, he exercises and trains. He disciplines himself so that he is qualified to run the race. He he checks his diet. He doesn't eat late at night. He eats the right food every day. He gets, you know, he don't drink any Dr. Peppers (laughs) or fried foods. He disciplines himself. Because he wants to run that race and he wants to win. He's gonna exercise. He's gonna get his body in shape. He's gonna get up early in the morning. He's gonna run. He's gonna exercise. He's gonna run, and he's gonna do it every day for weeks on end until the race. And when that race comes, brother, he's gonna run, and he's gonna stretch him legs about as far as he. I remember when I was in the service, and they had us running this in this place, this quarter mile uh, track. And as I was running, I didn't think I could make the last lap. Boy, I was coming around the last curve, and I said, "Whoa, Lord, I'm not going to make it. But something inside me began to rise up. Some strength came that I didn't know that I had. And suddenly my legs started stretching out further than ever stretched the whole time I was running. And I made it all the way through. God says, Look, exercise. Exercise the gifts that I give to you. Use what I give to you in life. Hallelujah! Because you want to be qualified to run that race. You don't want to sit on the wayside, sit by the sidelines and lose out and miss out. You're not going to be lost, but you're going to miss out on the victory. You're going to miss out on a lot of things God has for you in life. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God is working in you. Hallelujah. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do more? Do you want to follow the Lord? Do you want to do all that God wants you to do in life and you can? You know why? Because God is inside you moving you to do that very thing. God is in your heart and he's in your mind. He's in your soul and he's telling you, this is what I want you to do. Get up. Get up. Don't sit here, but get up and get going. Hallelujah. I've set the thumb before you and you can win this race. You can run this race. You don't have to sit by and lose out. You don't have to settle for less. If sin is weighting you down, if something is troubling you in your life, and you're having a problem with sin, he tells us in Scripture, lay aside that sin that so easily besets you. Somebody says, Well, can I do that? <laughs> if you couldn't, he wouldn't tell you. Amen. How can I do that? It's God working in you you're not doing this on your own you can't serve God on your own you can't live a Christian life on your own you can't, you can't do these things in life that God's given you to do on your own let me say well that's a real talented person that's a real gifted man that's a real gifted woman yeah it is but they couldn't use that gift without God you might be talented but let me tell you something without God it means nothing It is God that's working in you. To do what? To be willing. To be willing. Well, I'm willing, Brother Bob. Yeah, you're willing. Because God's working in you. Your old sinful, selfish nature is not willing. But God changed your heart, and He changed your mind. And He gave you a brand new start in life. And He said, now, run the race. Now, get up. Hallelujah. It is God working in you both to will and do what? Of His good pleasure. His good pleasure. Not what I want to do. Not what you want to do. But what He wants you to do. Galatians, the second chapter, and verse eight. Paul says, For he that wrought effectually. In Peter, to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. What God effectually works in Peter, He effectually works in Paul. And what God effectually works in Paul, He works in you. Your salvation and your success in life for God is not dependent upon any other man or anybody, but upon God himself, who effectually is working in you. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that God has called you personally to do in your gift or whatever God's given you, he'll give you the ability to do it. Doesn't come from a man, but from Him. You're not bought by Paul or Peter, or an apostle or a preacher or a church, but by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You are the possession of Christ. He is the sole owner of you. Raise your hand. And say, Lord is the sole owner of me this morning. So everything about me, praise God, everything about me, He provides for me. Everything I need in life, He gives to me. Everything that I want, He gives to me. That Everything that God desires in my life, He gives to me. And He, he provides the way. He provides the ability. He provides, praise God, the opportunity. Did you know that God provides the opportunity? God opens the doors, and when He opens it, no man can shut it. We opened this little church here, and we've opened it up, and no man has been able to shut the door of this church. There's been a lot of people talking out there, but you know what? It don't matter what they're saying. God is going to do what he's going to do, and the devil just might as well tuck his tail and go the other way. What God wants to do here, he is doing and will do. And all I am and all you are, we're all together, is just God's vessels. Amen? Amen. Amen. So whatever it is that God's put in your life to do, do it with all of your might. Do it with, with, with confidence. The confidence of Christ. Do it with faith. Do it in belief. Do it with passion. Do it with fear and trembling. Praise God. Because you do believe God and you tremble before the very God of heaven who made all things is calling you. The very God who created everything is working in you the very God who made all things is dwelling in your heart. Boy, if that ain't something to tremble about, I don't know what is. When we approach the things of God, we should reproach with fear and trembling, with respect, amen, and reverence. Amen. Approaching God with, you know, we shouldn't treat God like we, like we treat some child or someone else. God is God. And when we come before God, we come with respect. We come before Him humbly. We come boldly because He's our Father. And He loves us. And we are free to talk to Him. We are free to address Him. We are free to open our hearts to Him. But it is in a way of reverence and love and respect and honor. We honor God. Amen. And that is our wish and our desire as children of God to please our Father. Because He is so great. He is so, so, so great. He is great in my life. He's great in your life. He's great in your heart. He's great in your mind. He's great in you. And because he's so great, beyond I can even comprehend, I can't comprehend his greatness. Therefore, I believe you, God. If God is so great, I can believe him. If God is so great, I can be passionate for him. If God is so great, I can have confidence. If God is so great, I can trust Him. If God is so great, He will do what He says He will do.. Amen. And he's doing it every day. Yes, do you know that? He's doing it every single day. Every moment of your life, God is working. He's not dead, he's not asleep. He hasn't gone back and taken a vacation. <coughs> He hasn't gone off somewhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere at the same time. He's everywhere in every place. And He's effectually God. Lord, I like the way you affect me. <laughs> I like the way He moves. You know, some people say, well, I like the way you move me. I like the way God moves me. Nothing or nobody can move me like God. <laughs> There's nothing in life that's so lovely and joyful as God. There's nothing in life so satisfying as God. He's working. And I'm working with him. I'm moving with him. It is my heart's desire. It is my wish. It is my, somebody says, my wish. My wish. (laughs) To move with God. Lord, when I fail you, forgive me. When I follow my own selfish way, when I haven't listened and obeyed you, when I haven't looked to you, help me. Why do I say that? Why do I even pray that prayer? Because God is working in me. If you feel like you failed God and you're sorry for it and you repent of it and you, and you want God to help you, then rejoice because God is working in you. It is the sinner out here. It is the unregenerate. It is he who doesn't even care. Who has no hope. No faith. He doesn't care. He fails God and he doesn't care he fails God. He does what he wants to do and he doesn't care what God thinks about it. He goes his own way and doesn't care what God wants of his life. But you, you care. You desire. You want. You ask for help. You wish things to be better for you. With you and God. Why is that? Why is that? because God is working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Hallelujah. You're not alone. You're not left alone. God didn't save you and leave you alone. He saved you and stuck with you and He's been with you all the time and He's going to be with you forever. When He saved you, that was the beginning of the the longest relationship you'll ever have. (laughs) That's right. Because it's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It will never end. It's never ending. Jesus gave us eternal life. Never ending, everlasting life. I'm going to read one more verse. I'm going to close. First Thessalonians. Chapter two for this cause also do we thank God without ceasing? Because when ye received the word of God, which you have heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you. That's The Word of God is working effectually in everyone who believes. Amen. Somebody says, well, now we got to make up our mind we're going to serve God. Let me tell you something. When the Lord saved me, He made up my mind. That's right. I didn't make it up. He did. He's the one that made it happen. If I depended on myself, I wouldn't be here. That's right. <laughs> if it was all up to you, ain't none of you would be here today. I got news for you. God had plans for you. And plans for me. And he's got plans for all of us. And I'm so glad I'm in his plan. I'm so happy that he included me. Anybody can be included. I don't know who they are. Only God knows. But anybody can come. But I'm sure that I can. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. If you're willing, you can come. There is is God in you working both to will and do? Hallelujah. Amen. We're not going to lose, brother. Right. I said, we're not losing. Don't be afraid. Don't let some preacher come along and tell you if you don't do this and don't do that and blah, 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 you're going to die and go to hell. Don't believe that. Put your trust in what God says. Your trust is in the Lord and what He said to you. In your own heart and in your own mind. If you believe in your own heart that God has told you, you're not going to die. You're going to live. If if you're doing something wrong, you know better than that. Turn away from it. And I believe if you love God in your heart, you will. If you truly love God, you will turn away and follow the Lord. Do you love Him this morning? Yeah. Stand with me, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I'm telling you this morning is to encourage you, to strengthen you, and to tell you, God whom you serve whom you believe listen God is working it in you so that so that what moves you do you ever feel the little nudge of God You ever feel the touch of the Lord? The Lord ever taps you on the shoulder? Huh? Lord, give, shake you up. Whatever happens. Whatever that happens. Whatever he does. God, do it to me. Yes. Shake me. Touch me. Shake nudge me. 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 <laughs> Wake me up. <laughs> Kick me. I don't care what you do, Lord. <laughs> but work in me. Yes. And the Lord says, work out your own salvation, son. Yes. I gave it to you to do. Now get after it. it. Hallelujah. Get in there and pray. Amen. Seek my faith. Yes. Stir yourselves up. Stir up the gift of God that's in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Read my word. Know what I say. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Let your words be seasoned with grace. Be strong in all that you are. Be a strong soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a good witness for the Lord. Don't be ashamed of me. Praise God. If you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. But don't be ashamed of me. Praise God. Speak out for me to the world. Be all those things that I've called you to be. Work it out. Follow the instructions. Be passionate. Be vigorous. Be strong. Be faithful. Be faithful. and always look to me and never give up yes. and you'll always be satisfied in life and life will be good for you and you'll be happy and you'll be full of joy and peace yes. praise God and my love will just fill overflowing you yes. praise God and you'll run and you'll have hard times come in life but that's all right i've got you covered I know exactly what's down the road. You don't, but I do. I know what tomorrow brings. Or next week or next year. I know what it brings. Somebody put a post on Facebook and said, do you trust God for tomorrow? I said, well, He's got me today. He's got me. I hear everything about me. That's right. If He's got me now, He's got me tomorrow. (laughs) Hello. I ain't worried about tomorrow. It's right now. That's right. If He's got me right now, then He's got me. Everything about me, however many years I got, however long I live upon this earth, and in glory itself, the Lord's got me. Hallelujah. Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Some of you, every every one of you need to hear this this morning. Because there's some of you here, a lot of you, the devil's been fighting you real hard. The enemy's really been coming hard against you. God is letting you know. It's me that's pricking you. It's me that's nudging you. It's me that's encouraging you. It's me that is lifting you up. It's me that's calling you. It's me that's telling you. It's me that's working on you. So get up. Hallelujah. Get up. And don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Don't be sad. Don't be disappointed. Don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel like there's no use going on. Your whole eternity lies before you. And I am before you. I am behind you and around you and above you and beneath you. I'm working in you. To do my will. To do what pleases me. And you do please me when you trust me. Noah was a righteous man because he believed me. And all that came before him and after him who were men of faith trusted in me. And they were great conquerors and overcome the enemy and obtained the promises of God. hallelujah. Lord, I thank you this morning that we shall obtain, we shall have all through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. name. Say right now, I have all. all. In Christ Jesus. Jesus. Right now. I have, all I have all that I need, that I need. Right, now. right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus name.